Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for September 20th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. One new video up on the blog, it is Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair versus Mia Yim from uh, Wednesday's uh, episode of NXT. So uh, the winner of this four-way match gets a, an NXT Women's Championship shot. Now, this is on the first episode of NXT to broadcast live in the USA on USA Network. The episode will air on the WWE Network on a 24-hour delay. This is what I got to say about this, this nonsense. This is a slap in the face to international fans, okay? The technology is available that they could air the show live on the WWE Network everywhere but the U.S. They can geo-block, okay? But it's dumb not to do that as airing NXT live internationally uh, could sell subscriptions to international viewers. Anyway, now for the first two weeks, the second hour will air on the WWE Network as Suits uh, ends uh, its long run on USA on the USA Network. Now, this match led off the first hour, and Io Shirai's entrance was the first thing seen on USA. <laughs> yeah, the match is fine. It's it's way too short. The match is about ten minutes long, and that doesn't include and that includes commercials. Um, where basically what they're doing during commercials is they're killing time, okay? And uh, I have no problem with Candace winning, except no one believes she can beat Shayna Baszler. And, and you know, the, the match was okay. Everybody got in their stuff. You know, we got to see what Io Shirai can do and Bianca Belair, and you get the idea. But, you know... As I said, it should have been a lot longer. I think uh, 20 minutes would have been a lot better. So I'll be interested. From what I could tell, it looks like what they're planning to do is have EO feud with Mia Yim for a while because they did a, a match at a house show. And they look, looks like they might be testing things out for uh, uh, TV, match, TV matches. So EO will beat, uh, will beat uh, uh, Mia. But her behavior... Is getting crazier and crazier so uh, that's what I think you need to keep an eye out for okay so that video is up on the blog now got a UFC show tomorrow uh, tomorrow night it is UFC on ESPN plus 17 and that is at Arena Ciudad de Mexico in Mexico City okay so there's four women's matches on the show and two of these matches are on the main card, okay? Now, oh, forgot to mention, this uh, show will air in the U.S. on ESPN+, and in Canada, it will air on TSN. Okay, so the co-main event of this show is at strawweight. Carla Esparza versus Alexa Grasso. Now, of course, Alexa is from Guadalajara, Mexico, so, and, and she's, quite frankly, a very attractive girl, so she's a big deal down there. Right? Okay. So, some fans are making a big deal out of the fact that in her last fight, she beat Karolina Kovalkiewicz. And Karolina, of course, is a former title contender and, you know, uh, was a ranked fighter. I believe it's the first time Alexa has beat a ranked fighter. Okay, so 
So now here she is on the Mexico show, and she's right at the top of the card. And, you know, I think the thing that I said when uh, this match was announced is that if Alexa can win two more fights, all right, she'll get a title shot on next year's Mexico show. I mean, they want to kind of try and do for her what they did with Weili Zhang, okay? Except she ain't nowhere near as good as Weili Zhang, as we all, as, as if you're familiar with Alexa, you already know that. So, you know, I, it's not an easy, it's not an easy task, okay? So, so right now what we have is Alexa is ranked number nine, and Carla is ranked number eight. So, I don't think her win over Carolina was as big a deal as some people would have you believe. Because here's what we're talking about. We're talking about Carolina basically admitted after the fight that, you know, she's on her way down. She's not as good as she used to be. You get the idea. Honestly, it wouldn't shock me if she retired. Okay? And, and really what it came down to, if you watch the fight, is that Alexa was just much quicker than Carolina. Now... Carla is a different challenge because, of course, Carla is a former strawweight champion and her specialty is wrestling, okay? Something Alexa isn't very good at, okay? Alexa is primarily a stand-up fighter and on the ground, she isn't very good, okay? And what do these two have in common? Well... They both lost to Tatiana Suarez, and any road to the strawweight title is going to go straight through Tatiana. And who knows? She could win the championship because she's a great fighter. She's a, she's a tremendous wrestler. She's a better wrestler than Carla because she already beat her. Okay? So Carla, a couple of years back, had shoulder surgery, and she's been kind of making a comeback since then. But she, she won her last fight, and I thought she looked pretty good doing it. And I, I would favor her in this fight. Basically, what it comes down to is this. If she can take Alexa down, she can win this fight. There's not even any question about it. But if Alexa can keep it standing, she can outpoint Carla because Carla's striking is not the greatest. Okay? So it just really depends how it goes. Alexa is a points fighter. She has no power. So it's just a question of if she can keep it standing and I think what she'll try and do is keep away from Carla, but she, at the same time, she needs to get some offense in, right? So, you know, I, I think it's a tough fight for Alexa. Like I said, she needs to win two fights to get to the title because she'll get a title shot next year if she wins two fights. But I just don't think the road is that going to be that easy for her. And, uh, you know, Carla could win this fight. Carla wants to get back to the title title picture too, okay? But I, like, like I said, any road to the title goes through Tatiana Suarez, and Tatiana's already beaten these two, okay? All right, the other match that's on the main card is uh, at um, Bantamweight. It is Irene Aldana versus Vanessa Mello. Now, Vanessa is a late replacement. The original opponent was supposed to be uh, Marion Renault. And Vanessa got, got plugged into this uh, about uh, 10 days ago. And I should add she missed weight, but, you know, look, she got notification 10 days ago. She had signed with the UFC, but she expected to uh, debut on the uh, upcoming Sao Paulo show uh, because she's from Sao Paulo. 
Okay, uh, she's uh, 31 years old. Like I said, she's from Sao Paulo. Her record is 10 and five. You know, she's coming in as a late replacement. Uh, looks to me like she's primarily a striker. Uh, Irene, of course, is a, uh, a Mexican fighter. She's actually a teammate of Alexa Grasso. She's not even, she's not as good as Alexa. Okay, and um, you know, uh, I'm expecting uh, this fight to be kind of, uh, you know, three rounds of nothing. I mean, it depends. I mean, if Vanessa's an aggressive fighter and she has some power, I, you know, maybe she can get a finish, but I have my doubts about that, okay? Like, I have a feeling it'll be three rounds, light sparring. You know, Irene actually won her last fight over um, Betch Korea by submission, of all things. And, and, but we'll talk about that in a minute, because that had more to do with, that had more to do with Betch than Irene. Like, it was kind of one of those weird wins. I'll talk about that in a minute, because Betch is on this show, too. All right. So, uh, the third match is at strawweight. It is on the prelims. It is Angela Hill versus Ariane Carnalosi. Now, one thing I wanted to point out right off the top is Ariane ran, uh, weighed in at 112 pounds, which is very low. Uh, but uh, I should tell you that her manager, uh, Tiago Okamura, uh, tweeted that he thought that the, somebody screwed up the scale because uh, five minutes before she weighed in, he weighed her at 115 pounds. So uh, it looks like they might have messed up on the scale and they, they weighed her in wrong, weighed her in wrong. And now um, Tiago Akomoro manages other fighters like Jessica Andraj, and usually the guy that you see translating for Jessica, Jessica and, and his other Brazilian fighters. Okay, so uh, of course we're all familiar with Angela Hill. Uh, she's nine and seven. This is her fourth fight this year. I mean, being a willing fighter doesn't mean she's any good. Okay, she's basically a kickboxer with no power, so she's a points fighter. She was in the UFC a few years ago after being in a Tough Twenty, and she got released from the UFC. She went down to Invicta, beat a bunch of tomato cans. They brought her back up to the UFC, and really. She's three and five in her second run in the UFC. So honestly, she's not any better now than she was her first time around in the UFC. She's just the same fighter. The only thing that I guess they like about her is she's willing to fight all the time. Whatever they toss at her, she'll do it. Okay? And, but she isn't any good. All right? I wish she was good because she, she has the personality stuff down, but she just isn't very good in a cage. It's as simple as that. So she's actually fought in Mexico before and uh, she had trouble with the altitude. So I, I, hopefully she's prepared better for that this time around. But I don't think it makes a whole lot of difference. She's just not a good fighter anyway. Okay. Ariane uh, is from the Sao Paulo region. So uh, her record is 12 and 1. Now she was supposed to fight uh, last month in um, Ecuador, and her opponent dropped out. But they decided to reschedule her instead of bringing in a new opponent for her. Um, now, she, her, in her last fight, she actually uh, beat uh, veteran Jan Finney at Battlefield FC in Korea. I hope she got paid. Um, so the thing about Ariane is um, 
She's primarily a striker, and she uh, does train uh, with Nova Uniao, and um, so she's primarily a Muay Thai fighter. Muay, and so the question is, can she finish fights? Eh, probably not. Okay. And the other thing she mentioned, which I thought was kind of interesting, uh, I saw an interview with her, and that's that um, uh, she, uh, even in the Brazilian regional circuit, she had trouble finding fights, not because uh, uh, fighters were afraid of her, but because um, most, of, most fighters, uh, whether they live in um, Sao Paulo or um, Bahia or, of course, Rio de Janeiro, uh, they live in the city. Uh, Ariane lives out in the country. Apparently, uh, where she lives is uh, something like uh, 400 miles from Sao Paulo. And so, a lot of promoters don't want to pay to bring her in. Okay? And so, uh, maybe she didn't get to face the kind of competition that she would have liked. But uh, uh, my thing is this. If she's, a, if she's a good fighter and she's active enough, she shouldn't have much trouble beating Angela, who has proven to be ineffective in her run in the UFC. And, you know, at some point, they got to release her again. The second time, man. I just don't think she's good enough. All right? Now, the other uh, fight is also at Bantamweight, and this one will be on the Fight Pass prelims. Uh, it'll be Sajara Eubanks versus Betch Korea. And, again, these two are really not very good. Sajara, uh, of course, as we all know, she... Uh, was in uh, Tough 26, which was for flyweights. And, um, you know, she lost in the uh, finals of Tough 26. But she had it, but she can't make that weight. And, and you know, her, uh, Sajara at, at uh, flyweight is a big difference to Sajara at bantamweight. You know, uh, at flyweight, if she can make the weight, okay, and I can understand why she would try to do that, if she can make the weight... Uh, she has a big size advantage. At bantamweight, she's just another fighter and not a very good one either. Now, that doesn't mean she won't win this fight because if anybody is bad right now, it's Betch Korea. Okay? Betch has been in the UFC for quite a while. Now, one-time title contender. She didn't last very long in the match, but she's just not a very good fighter at all. And in her last fight, which was a loss to Irene Aldana... She just, you know, she stumbled into an arm bar. Okay? Like, how do you do that? Anyways, the thing is, is uh, uh, Betch is a striker primarily. She is an ineffective striker. Um, she was off for an extended period of time due to um, eye problems. I think she had three eye surgeries or something like that. And... Um, you know, she's somebody that I would like to see retire. And she even mentioned it, not on this fight, but on her last uh, fight, she mentioned it in some of the interviews where, oh, they still need me. I shouldn't, I don't want to retire. They don't need you and you should retire. Go away. So I don't know who win this fight between these two because they're, uh, but I think Sajara is uh, moderately more effective uh, than Betch, but I don't think either of them are all that good anyway. You know, so there you go. There you go. Anyway, that, as I said, that show will be on um, ESPN Plus in the U.S. and on TSN in Canada, and the er two early fights will be on uh, UFC Fight Pass in Canada. 
Okay, we have one new fight announcement, and this was yesterday. UFC Australia Twitter announced that Jessica Rose, Jesse Jess Clark versus Penny Kianzad has been added to UFC on ESPN Plus 21, November 9th at the CSKA Arena in Moscow, Russia. So this fight will be at bantamweight. Now, uh, Jesse Jess is 31 years old. Uh, from Innisfil, Australia, but she now trains at Syndicate MMA in Las Vegas. Her record is 9-5-1, no contest, and 2-1 and one in the UFC. Uh, she lost to Panny and Invicta in 2015. She's a popular fighter, but like a lot of Aussie fighters, her skills aren't great, and that's why she moved to the U.S. Now, we haven't seen her in over a year uh, due to injuries. She needed surgery for a torn ligament in her right foot. Now, She's kind of a tweener. You'll notice this fight is at bantamweight. Uh, Jesse Jess has fought at um, a flyweight in the past, but she has she's had trouble making weight, so that's why she's moved up to to um, to bantamweight. So she's a little small for a bantamweight. All right, she's a little small for a bantamweight. Now, Panny is 27 years old from Copenhagen, Denmark. Her record is 11-5, and and she's 0-2 in the UFC. And in fact, her combined UFC Invicta record is 2-5. So, I mean, she's like 11-0 in Europe. So, to me, that looks like a competition-level issue. Like, when she fights better fighters, uh, she doesn't do well. So she was on Tough 28 for featherweights. And so she's fought at featherweight in the past, uh, mostly in Europe. But at this point, she's a bantamweight. All right? She finally got to the UFC as a late replacement, and she lost to Julia Avila in July. There's no way Panny can, should be Julia. Now, like I said, she's beaten Jesse Jess before. And like I said, because... Uh, Panny is kind of a tweener as well, where she's, you know, uh, a little large for a bantamweight and probably a little small for a featherweight. Um, she has a big size advantage. Like Panny is five foot seven, and Jesse Jess is five foot four. So uh, I think Panny has an advantage on this, partially because of the size advantage, and that she's beaten her before. And I don't see how. Jesse Jess is any better now than she was in 2015. You know? So I'm expecting Patty to win this fight in Moscow, Russia. She apparently requested going to Moscow, Russia, which is kind of interesting because they've got a show coming up next week in Copenhagen. I don't know why she's not on that show. That's the first thing I thought. Why isn't Patty on that show? Okay? So anyway, that's about it for today. Uh, don't forget, like I said, to check out uh, my blog for that new video from NXT. Definitely worth a look. Um, I'll be back on Sunday with the uh, four UFC fights. And uh, in the meantime, if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. Uh, if you have any, uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. I also forgot to mention... Uh, it was announced, uh, I think it was yesterday, that um, Brazilian fighter Sarah Froda has uh, been suspended two years for a um, positive drug test. Uh, she's claiming now that she 
took something that some a friend of hers gave to her, and that's what she tested positive for. She's been released by the UFC. She was a crappy fighter anyway, so no, no loss. Um, that's all I have to say about it. So like I said, we're back on Sunday with the four UFC fights. Uh, enjoy the fights, and we'll talk to you Sunday.